0: thanks for listening to az wildcats podcast is always brought to you by draft kings a great deal going on right now 200 in free bets when you place one dollar on any football game you got a gambling problem go to 1-800-NEXT-STEP new customers only for One free promotion, minimum $5 deposit, one per customer. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. All right, we're joined by the great Kevin O'Neill. First of all, Coach, uh, fill people in. What are you doing right now? What's up? How's the day going for Kevin O'Neill? I just
1: got done working out. I got to do – I work for a law firm serving subpoenas and stuff like that, so I got to do a little bit of that, and that's about it.
0: Do you like doing that?
1: Yeah. It keeps me out of the bar till five or six o'clock, so that's a good
0: thing, <laughs> for sure. And we'll get to that in a little bit, for sure. Um, obviously, we had the Lute Olson Memorial earlier this week, and I wanted to get to you because you were you were on the front lines during nineteen eighty eight, which is still the most beloved team in school history. Um, it's not even close, really. When what when you got to Arizona when you got to Arizona in eighty six, did you have a feeling about what was about to build when and that you had a Final Four? possibilities very quickly
1: you know i am not i'm not sure if we really thought that right out i think that my first year there we lost at home to UTEP in the first round of the tournament and then tom talbert came out in the post game and guaranteed we'd be in the final four the next year which everybody was really happy to hear about uh but we we had obviously the makings of a great team because we had great athletes we had great leadership and Steve Kerr. Uh, we were deep. Um, we were we were really athletic. Uh, you know, we we had a team that, if you look at that roster, there was a lot of guys that played professional sports. You know, including Kenny Lofton in baseball and a lot of guys in the NBA. So we we had the makings of a great team and it ended up being a really really great year until the Final Four.
0: Mm-hmm. What made, on that coaching staff, because you got to see Lute up front, what made Lute so great? Everybody talks about the different, uh, you know, about how he was able to adjust the variations. But, you know, being on that coaching staff, what made him so unique in that regard? Preparation.
1: I mean, it, uh, Lute was a, a fantastic game coach, even better practice coach. Um, our guys, I mean, we always had a plan B if things weren't going well. And Lute had a great feel for the game, when to change defenses, uh, when to slow it down, when to speed it up. And he had a unique relationship with Steve Kerr, which allowed those guys to, you know, have have a coach on the floor as well as on the bench. And that was, to me, the the biggest strength we had was in our leadership with Lute and Steve Kerr.
0: Everybody talks about you know loot the loot what he meant to Tucson, but I've always felt that it was a really a really odd chance because you've been here, you've coached at the U of A multiple times, you know that Tucson doesn't have a great talent pool. What are the chances that the greatest player in school history and Sean Elliott was going to be growing up about ten minutes from campus? And when Sean hit the scene there, did you know that you were dealing with something that you probably would never deal with again in college?
1: Well, I just I. I mean, everybody knew from the get-go how good Sean was, except Sean. And, um, you know, that when you're building a, a dynasty like Loot built, you have to have a little luck along the way. Um, at the same time, on the East Coast, Jim Calhoun was doing it. Lute and Jim Calhoun turned nothing programs into Blue Bloods. They could compete with Carolina, Duke, Kansas, you know, all the North – Everybody, Kentucky, uh, those two guys on different coasts turned also ran programs into Hall of Fame type programs. And that's and they did it at the same time, which was really astounding. And it was it was through hard work and diligence and coaching hard and every single day making the players better.
0: What was your guys recruiting philosophy? you didn't really have, like, again, you didn't have, like, a natural hotbed to be able to pull from. And if you look on the, uh, excuse me, on the 88 team, you had two McDonald's kids, but it wasn't like these were all really highly rated kids.
1: Now, you know, one thing that, that Lute always insisted on is recruiting character first. He wanted good guys and always said good guys make a good product. And he was right about that. And he, we always felt that we could coach guys up a little bit as long as they worked hard which if you didn't work hard at Arizona for loot or you know in any major program you're not going to play we just we just felt like if we could get the right chemistry and the right you know stacking of players at each position we could keep it going long term
0: was it kind of a family environment behind the scenes did it really feel like a job when you were coaching here
1: i never felt like i, I never felt like anything was a job ever in coaching i mean right. I, to me, that wasn't, you know, it was fun. Um, that group of guys on the 88 team were ridiculously good guys and ridiculously talented guys on and off the court. And they, they, they really liked each other a lot. I mean, where else could you get a guys guys like Matt Muehlbach, who was like the all-time winningest player ever, to be part of a Gumby squad? I mean, those guys, whatever their role was, they filled it. They worked at it, and you know, one through fifteen, every one of those guys contributed an awful lot to winning.
0: Did you, when you when you look at that roster, do you consider that still the best team in school history?
1: Uh, I don't think you. I'm one of those guys. I don't think you can say that unless you win it. I mean, the right. the not, was it the '97 team that won it? Correct. Yeah. You know, I I'd say they're the best. You know, it was, I don't know how much talent, I think, I don't know if anybody had more talent than our group. People forget, we just ran into an Oklahoma team that had about the same number of pros as we did.
0: And and I wanted to hit on that a little bit. Everybody talks about the Oklahoma-Arizona game, and I've watched that game a few times. I was only five at the time, or four at the time when it happened. But, Coach, I came away from thinking that wasn't necessarily a fluke game that Arizona lost there, and it wasn't because Arizona... And it wasn't because you know Steve Kerr had the two for fifteen game, I get all that, but Oklahoma looked every bit the part physically that Arizona did. so in hindsight was it really that big of an upset?
1: No, I think everybody thought it was because you know we had been ranked so we had been ranked number one for a long time
0: uh,
1: we were just crushing people in league games, which very seldom happens in any power five conference uh, so I think everybody. You know, we did have a great team, but Oklahoma also had a great team with great players and a great coach, so to me it was going into the game it was a toss up. We had a bad shooting night, they didn't. That's what it came down to.
0: How's college how is college basketball different back in 88 than when you left the scene basically back in you know the kind of the mid to, mid 2010 era? How is it different now?
1: How's it different now?
0: Yeah. Besides the age factor, like just when you watch it, is it just not as good a product when you watch it? What do you see?
1: I mean, there's a, there's still a lot of good players. Mm. It's uh, you know, the things that are happening off the court with the transfer portal and uh, what do they call it, NLI or NIL or whatever it is.
0: Right. Name, image, likeness. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah, right. You know that that's going to eventually ruin the game. But you know the bot the bottom line is. You still have great coaches. You have a lot of good players. You have great fans watching college basketball all the time. It's it's evolved a little bit. I mean, there's there's not the emphasis on big man play like there probably was in the late '80s or early '90s. But you know, every every sport evolves, every sport changes, whether it's in college or the or the pro level, and uh, it's just a, it's a little bit different game, but it's still a great game.
0: So then Arizona comes back in 19, you return, obviously you lose Steve Kerr, but then you come back in 1989 and you got, excuse me, you got Sean, you got Sean Elliott, Were your expect, did you think you were the best team in the nation that year as well? No question. Well, yeah. Was and, that team that, better? What's that? Was that team better than 88?
1: We were more athletic. We weren't better because you can't lose a guy like Steve Kerr, who I, I'm not sure Steve even had a turnover during Pac-12 play, right. Pac-10 play at that time you can't lose a guy like that leadership wise and be better but we were very athletic we had the best player in the country we had the best front line in the country um and that that ended up being kind of a fluke with you know a, a shot at the buzzer that you know was a regrettable play by by us on defensively and then you know they made a big shot and that's that's why the tournament's so great every year
0: sure. This show is brought to you by uh, DraftKings, as we just talked about. The best thing about DraftKings is you can put down a $1 at any football bet, and you know what? You're going to get back a $200 free play. I don't know. Do you gamble at all, Coach?
1: I do, yeah. I only, I only bet NFL football.
0: All right. So do you got any good picks this week?
1: No, I always – well, I mean, nobody should agree with my picks. <laughs> I, I always pick the Giants to cover because they're my hometown – town team and then they're
0: playing tonight so are you are you calling it coach
1: uh i'm gonna bet them to cover but whether they do or not it's up to them but well i, coach always, bet, I always bet them and i'll you know I, I i really like the arizona cardinals this year and i really like charlotte i like those two teams
0: well, if you were going to listen to Coach's advice, you should drop, uh, You should hop on to DraftKings. And uh, only for 21 and up in Arizona. And if you got a gambling problem, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only for the free bet promotion. And there's a $5 deposit and a $1 wager required. One per customer. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you like what we're watching right here, you should uh, download the uh, podcast, AZ Wildcats on Spotify, apple and you should go to GoPhnx. you got a lot of really good stuff right there as well from uh, great discounts to content basically everything you can imagine all right coach let's get to recruiting a little bit so you mentioned you know you mentioned a little what did you like did you like the recruiting game because you don't really strike me as a guy that really liked going into living rooms and having to for lack of a better term kiss people's asses i mean i didn't mind doing that at all because it's the biggest part of the game Mm. i mean it's
1: if you don't have good players, you can be the best coach in the world, and you're not going to win. And so, I—I I mean, I—I I worked hard at recruiting because I knew it was the lifeline of any program.
0: Who's the best kid you ever recruited that you uh, that you signed, whether as an assistant or as a head coach?
1: Oh man, that's a that's a tough one. Oh shoot! Oh, I'm trying to think of all the places I was. Shit. You know, a guy that became a really good player and a longtime pro mm-hmm. was uh, was Jim McIlvain.
0: Okay, Marquette.
1: I, I had it, Marquette. He was a guy that, you know, was a really raw player and became, you know, the all-time shot block leader there, was a great shot blocker in the NBA. You know, I, w- I would have to say that, you know, he was one of the most talented guy I ever recruited was uh the late great brian williams when he transferred i thought he could have been well he was he, he he's an all-star caliber player in the nba he was one of the most talented guys i have ever seen in my life
0: talk about brian a little bit i'm glad you brought brian williams up talk about him obviously he transferred here from maryland after a year right. what what made was was this just the epitome of a case where basketball came incredibly easy to him
1: i think the whole world came incredibly easy to brian he was People don't. Brian was a brilliant guy. Um, He was very engaging. I liked spending time with Brian. Mm -hmm. I thought I thought he was a lot of fun to be around. Uh, I had a lot of respect for his game. You know, just just to watch him, like if we if we ran a deep six in practice, at his size, he was challenging Kenny Lofton to win the race. Wow. Wow every day this guy was playing against one of the top five teams in the country. He, he was on the other team and there were no blowouts. I mean, he, he could handle the paint against anybody, anytime when he was motivated to do that.
0: Okay. Wow. Okay. Now let's get a little bit to, let's get a little bit to what, uh, let's get a little bit to what you're up to, right? um, Excuse me. Um, I wanted to ask you a couple more questions about uh, just, basketball in general. Now, a lot of people don't know that uh, you were, you were in a movie KO you were in hoop dreams. Uh, How did that come about?
1: Uh, That started out. It was supposed to be, they were going to make a recruit. It was supposed to be a recruiting video to help kids like a 40 minute video. And these guys that were filming it figured out they had some unbelievable behind the scenes stuff that they gathered over a three- or four-year period following these two kids around. And they turned it into a documentary that was, I think it might still be the most watched documentary for sports in history. Um, so they turned it into a movie. And it, mm. uh, it ended up, you know, the, the two kids that were in it, Arthur Agee and Will Gates, were, you know, both, they took different paths and they, you know, there were some ups and downs, but it it really portrayed... What it's like for kids coming up through high school and then in college, and you know their path to getting a, a college scholarship. It was it was really well done, I thought.
0: Yeah, no, I I thought it was really done as well too. So, all right, quick question before we let you go, then. So, when when you look at when you look at the legacy that was Louie Olson, I consider him one of the top ten coaches of all time, mainly because he is a guy that was. He built it at a non-blue blood school, and I think that's what's so unique about this. He didn't.
1: Him and and Jimmy Calhoun, those two guys.
0: Yeah, and again, I think you look at it. He had one title for sure, but he probably should have had. He probably should have had a couple more. But he built an empire that, by any measure, for a 15-year period, was one of the top five programs in the entire nation. That's how good he was, and that's how unique he was. So, to me, he's one of the top. I can easily make the case that he's one of the top 10 college basketball coaches of all time.
1: I don't, I don't think there's any question about that. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's one thing to go to North Carolina and do it or go to Kentucky and do it or go to Duke and do it after Mike leaves or whatever. But when it gets right down to it, to take a down-in-the-dumps program like Lute did and raise it to those heights, not just for a couple years, but for that length of time is an amazing feat. And I would agree with you. He is a top ten coach of all time.
0: Coach, we really appreciate you coming on, my man. And again, this is brought to you by DraftKings. Uh, go to the DraftKings uh, app. You know, put in code word PHNX, and you can get a one dollar or one dollar or two hundred dollar play with a one dollar uh, one dollar bet on any any game. Coach says to take the Giants tonight. Is that right, Coach?
1: Don't follow my advice.
0: All right. I so take, that means
1: I, I take him for sentimental reasons only every week.
0: Okay, so take that for what it's worth. Uh, Kevin O'Neill's telling you though where you should bet. But coach, we really appreciate you coming on. And again, this is brought you know again brought to you by DraftKings. And the great thing about it too is that you know you get free plays, twenty-one and up. Gambling problem? One eight hundred. Next step. New customers only for free bet promotion. Minimum five dollar deposit and one dollar wager. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com. The slash sportsbook for all the details. Coach, really appreciate you having having you my on my man. Have Thank a great you. day. Have Thanks, a great dude. Weekend. See you. All right, you too. Listen to AZ Wildcats.